Hi, I'm Liz Cully, and welcome back to Cool, Cool, Cool. Each week, I give you a glimpse into what I think is cool and chat with a ton of people that are definitely cool. No topic is off bounds unless, I guess, it's not cool. Welcome to Cool, Cool, Cool. Florida has really gone through some interesting PR campaigns over the last 20 or so years. Growing up, Florida embodied MTV Spring Break and a refuge for retired people. Then it sort of became like the Disney mecca with rides and big parks. Then Florida became a weird, creepy place with alligators and white people that ate Tide Pods and then ate each other's faces off. And now, at least for me, Florida feels like a very scary place that houses folks like Ron DeSantis and Trump. And it's a place where I might be forced to go on a bachelorette trip to Miami and drop thousands and thousands of dollars that I don't want to. All of the interesting stuff, the fact that it has been estimated that almost 700,000 Native American people were living in what we now call Florida in the 1400s. Ponce de Leon landed in 1513, and that it is one of the most incredible citrus producers in all of the world and has fed billions of people. All of that seems to have been lost. And now Florida embodies school shootings, right-wing politics, a battleground for women's rights, LGBTQIA plus folks, and bad food. I recently joined LPAC, which is a political super PAC whose mission is to elect lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer women and non-binary people into office. It was founded in 2012 by a group of LGBTQ plus folks who wanted to bring a voice and a seat at the table for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary candidates. LPAC has endorsed more than 255 candidates. And guess what? We just getting started. I met Janelle Perez, my guest today, in Chicago a couple of weeks ago for my first in-person meeting for LPAC. Her story as a cancer survivor, daughter of Cuban exiles, and an out queer woman running as a Democrat really struck me. I think we can all have the tendency to judge other people in other places. And while I've definitely gone to Florida more than I would ever want to go to Florida, I know that all things can't be bad. I know that Florida isn't all bad. I know all the people in Florida aren't little Trumps and Ron DeSantis's running around. I know that all the people in Florida don't have an annual pass at Disney World. And I wanted to talk to Janelle about her campaign running for state Senate, her being a mother, her being a queer person, her, you know, being a Cuban-American. I wanted to hear about what her Florida is like. You learn a lot during a pandemic on how to create content and do it well. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. I mean, during the pandemic, I'm sure this, it helped. I, um, I did nothing. That's not true. Like, you, know how, you know how people like picked up like learning how to bake, learning how to do things? Like I didn't do any of that. I just like entertained a two-year-old. I um, think that's quite a lot. Yeah. And, and I, I, we, we all like quarantined together at my parents' house. and did That's nice. Water stuff and that's it. Yeah. Listen, I think your pandemic in Miami – with the beaches and the water was probably a little different than mine in the heart of West Hollywood in the city where I was like, yo, I cannot, yeah, I cannot do this. Yeah. Our house was under construction and my parents had the house where Monica and I got married, um, was on the water. So my brother, myself, my brother, his fiance at the time, my wife and I, and Olivia, Celeste wasn't born yet. And my, we all moved into my parents' house and we just like partied every day and like would kayak to this island that would have, that would lit sandbar that would happen in the middle of the water in the backyard. And then you hang out by the pool. And it was very, I can't complain. Yeah. I, 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 I almost <laughs> don't want to hear about this if I'm I, being I, 
really honest with you. I tell Monica all the time that I feel really bad that like sometimes I wish things would be as simple for us as they were during COVID and like everything, like all of our employees, like not one employee lost their job. We got to keep all of our, like we did, COVID was awful and it was terrible, but like, luckily we didn't lose anybody that was immediate to our family because of it. We didn't have to fire anyone. We kept everyone employed and paid, gave everyone bonuses. We lost a lot of money as a company because we're a health insurance company, but you know, fair enough. Our staff stayed safe. Our staff stayed secure and safe. So I love that. Yeah. You and I joined LPAC together. And let me tell you, I often feel like a chucklehead, but never more did I feel like a chucklehead joining a political pact with someone who is as successful and deserving and worthy and had run for Senate than you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I, I pinch myself all the time and, I, and I've said it a million times. I, I feel like the last two years since announcing that I ran, all the things that have happened for me, I feel like major imposter syndrome. Just the simple fact that I'm sitting here with you doing this. Like, oh, get this out is of here. so cool. You, no, it is. It's, it's really it's on, cool. Janelle. You, I literally, they're like, oh, uh, Liz, we're just letting you know, we're going to announce you joining LPAC with Janelle. And I start looking you up and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. You mean somebody that's like incredibly successful in their profession, ran for Senate, has two beautiful children, a beautiful wife, lives in Miami, has such an amazing like cancer survivor story. Her parents did the thing. And I'm like, oh my God. They're like, can you send us over your bio? I'm like, no, I don't actually want to send you my bio. My bio, no I did the same thing, but I did the same thing. I looked, when they told me that they were announcing us together, I looked you up and I was like, holy shit, she's really cool. And then you have a podcast named Cool, Cool, Cool. And it's funny because I say Cool, Cool, Cool all the time when I'm trying to brush people off. And it's- (laughs) I know, right? I was just like, yeah, Cool, Cool, Cool. And like, I just walk away. That's something that I do all the time. So I thought it was really funny. And I was equally impressed with you. I was like, oh crap. Like, I'm not as cool as that girl is. Like, I'm just- uh, Cuban, a Cuban-American girl from Miami. Like, just like everyone else- here in Miami is and and that's it and you are with all, doing all of these incredibly cool things no so. way no way Jose um, how many times can we say cool I don't know it's a drinking <laughs> game start taking shots um so I feel like running for political office no matter where you are would be not only scary but it feels like such a huge undertaking and like, where do you start and how do you do it? But you did it as a out lesbian woman in Florida during a time where Florida is a pretty like polarizing place, you know what I mean? And has kind of created, I think DeSantis is very much to blame um, along with Trump, but has really almost like singled themselves out as this kind of Republican refuge, and you ran as a Democrat. What was that like? (laughs) So I think running as an out lesbian Democrat in Miami-Dade, Cuban-American, which all of those things would say, oh my God, she's like, you look at that in Miami-Dade and they're like, oh, she's a Republican. I'm not. But but that's what I should be, according to like the Miami narrative of these Cubans. I think when you when I got the diagnosis that I got with with the cancer, the stage four lymphoma, not curable, uh, the most aggressive kind, I kind of was like, I think when you when somebody gets a diagnosis like that, you're kind of just like, fuck it, like I'm going to be who I am and this is who I am. You either take it or you don't. And you build this. It's like this courage and this fire lit up inside of you that like nothing can be worse than that. Now, as a mom, I can think of a couple of things that are worse than that. But like you. At, there's something that just happens inside of you. Like you, it could go both ways. For me, this like hardcore warrior kind of was awoken that like, is like, okay, no, like this is not what's happening right here. What's happening in Miami, what's happening in Florida. It's not okay. Someone needs to fight. And all these other people that are fighting are awful. Um, so <laughs> like, I got to do this. 
Right. And, and I did. And, and I will tell you, my race being an out lesbian woman got really nasty. I had to have an armed security guard parked in my front door for two months. Wait, because, why? Because you were getting threats? Yeah. So my opponent is a 27-year-old who lives with her mom and dad still. She was an intern uh, turned staffer for a state rep uh, from this area, really had no business running for anything. And so she ran. They had nothing to run her on. I'm a Hispanic, Cuban-American, Democrat, successful business owner, homeowner, parent, all of these things. So what they did was that they used really nasty tastic, tactics. They put my address out there. They no. Put my personal, they put my personal phone number. They used photographs of my home for commercials and mailers. And so I started getting death threats. And it's funny, I'm the gay one, but one of the death threats that I got was, I'm going to murder you and your gay children. Um, I had another one that said, I'm going to murder you and your whole family. I would get calls all the time saying, I'm going to kill you. I think a lot of that, I don't know how much of that was just like their tactic and how much of that was just the, the rhetoric of just being in Florida and this permission that Ron DeSantis and, and I think Donald Trump gave to people to just be nasty and hateful and say it out loud. It's like for a long time, we knew KKK existed. But like they were kind of in the dark and in the shadows. I feel like Donald Trump and people like Ron DeSantis gave them permission to be like, ah, I'm here. And, you know, I hate you all. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Find the need. Like I go, I drop my kid, my kid off at school. My, my daughter, thankfully, goes to an incredible school who, who is very welcoming to our family. It's a private school that we have to pay for. And it's Episcopalian. So it's really welcoming. But like I go to my daughter's school and I go to some of these parties and like some parents actually have the like, like now they, they used to never have the balls to say it, but now they do. Now they come up to me and they're like, oh yeah, like I don't like my kid drawing rainbows. Or uh, I, you know, I had one guy walk up to me one time and tell me like, I didn't vote for you. Your opponent sucked and she's a moron, but I just, I didn't vote for you. And I'm just like, I just stand there and I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, I don't know cool, what to cool, tell cool. you. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, cool. All right. I, but it's like, people were given this permission to be this rude to your face. And it's, I just, it sucks. Um, Did you have any of the opposite though? Did you have any like out lesbian Cuban American women come to you and be like, yo, you're the shit for this? Yes. So I went to a lesbian event that I got invited to early on in the campaign. And when I walked in, it was wait, so wait, wait, cool. Wait, like, pause. What's the, first of all, was it like a bouge Miami lesbian event because this is I told yeah. you when we hung out this is what I'm I will come I will come yeah. and roll to your house <laughs> I would like you to throw me a party just like a fraction of how cool Olivia's sixth birthday was and I want full bouge lesbians <laughs> everywhere so this was this was an NCLR event that I got invited to. What's that? You have to tell everyone. We don't know. I We're think, not fancy like you. I don't know what N NCLR is. I think it's like uh, the National the NC NCLR it's, Committee. It's NCLR. no, 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 no. Lesbians. It's, it's for it's RF. for lesbian attorneys. Oh, that's tight. It is national. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. National Center for Lesbian Rights, which they are super cool. After going to that event. I got really kind of into all the things that they do. It was a very bougie Miami on a rooftop in Brickell. And I walked yes. in and somebody like I heard like three people go, that's Chanel Perez. And <gasps> I, I like I immediately pulled out my phone and I'm like, babe, I think I'm a lesbian icon. I'm not yes. sure what's happening right now. But like this is happening in <laughs> Miami because there's like no one. There's no Cuban-American Democrats in Miami, hardly any, or at least they're not out. <laughs> and vocal about it. And then just lesbians in general, there's, this has been, Miami has been a man's world, not just for heterosexual men, but even gay men. Gay men run most of the organizations here. And, and look, we talk about LPAC, a big part of why I'm a, why, why I joined LPAC was because it's women. All these other organizations that play in politics are mostly straight, are mostly gay white men. 
Yeah, there's um, cis gay. I, I say this all. That's really the reason why I joined <laughs> as well. And also because not only do we have obviously queer rights that are incredibly under attack, but women's rights as well. And I think any group of people like that are not taken care of or their rights are under attack. There's intersectionality. Oh my God. Whoa, yeah. that, there's intersectionality. I don't know. I just think of Laura Ricketts at our board meeting <laughs> laughing about intersectionality, but who is the most G'd up person. I'm obsessed with her. Um, She's really awesome. Really the coolest person alive. Um, but it's true. You know what I mean? Like we, ha- I, you know, who better to take care of anyone than a, than a lesbian? Really? Let's yeah. be honest here. This might seem naive, but or maybe just ill-informed. But when you say that there are no out Cuban Democrats, is that because the, like, has that always been a thing? Or is that more something now? Because I feel like the, I feel like the chasm between the Republicans and the Democrats have gotten so intense, primarily in, well, and everyone's to blame, quite frankly, but the Republicans have gone so, 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 so right. And in doing so, they've sort of almost labeled the Democratic Party as being borderline socialist. Is that one of the main reasons why? Or can you explain why there are no Cuban Democrats? So there's actually there's actually a really great documentary called 537 Votes, and it's about the Al Gore, uh, Al Gore Bush yeah. Uh, elections and how it all came down to Miami-Dade County. Um, at that time, we had a Cuban-American Democrat mayor of Miami-Dade County because we have, I'm sorry to the rest of Florida for Francis Suarez, I mean, to the rest of the country for giving you guys Francis Suarez. But Francis Suarez is not a real mayor. He's just like a guy that is a mayor of the city of Miami, but Miami-Dade County is the more important mayor. Whoever's that right. mayor is the bigger one. It's a bigger area. He has that person. She has the real power. We had a Cuban American Democrat as the mayor during that election. That was also around the time of Elian Gonzalez. And I'm a little bit, I say watch 537 votes because that one really gets into the nitty gritty details. I think I was 10 when that happened and definitely not caring about anything. But Democrats really fumbled the ball with Cuban Americans around that period. And ever since then, Democrats have consistently failed to pick up any Cuban American Democrats. Like the the one Miami and and Hispanic media and radio is full of misinformation. And there's no one stepping up to say this is a lie. They're brainwashed completely. They they do Hispanic radio here does such a good job and Republicans have done such a good job at controlling the media and the narrative specifically in Miami-Dade County that they've been able to really label every Democrat as a socialist. Yeah. So they're like, okay, you're a Democrat, you're a socialist. But the funny thing about these Cuban Republicans is that they are literally living off of their Medicare checks their Medicaid, their social security. And like, God forbid you say you want to take any of those away or like you want to take a little bit of their check away. And like, they're all up in arms, like, oh my God. And it, to me, it like baffles me because we've literally got a Senator from Florida named Rick Scott, who is straight up on TV saying we need to cut Medicare and, and, and slash social security. But like he's up for reelection and mark my words, that guy's going to win. Yeah. Um, And he's going to win Miami-Dade County, which is what's wild. And he used to be our governor and people still like him. So it's 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 just it's it's crazy. It doesn't. I have this thing where it's like make Miami or make Florida make sense because it doesn't make any sense to me, especially with with so many issues like immigration. Here we have this huge anti-immigration rhetoric right now. We have literally Ron DeSantis saying that he's going to end what is it, the, the, the birthright for, for if you're born in America to immigrant parents, he wants to end that. What, the, he what is, he, what is he even fucking talking about? That's the whole premise of yeah. the country. Yeah, so he wants to end that. And, and so- Ron DeSantis have, is such a piece of shit. I'm, again, 
I apologize on behalf of Florida (laughs) for all of the Florida men that have come out this election cycle. But you know what? In every national interview that I ever gave throughout my campaign, talking to national donors and letting them know that Ron DeSantis was going to be a problem if they didn't help the rest of the Democrats running for office in Florida. I said, he is not just a Florida problem. He is going to be your problem if you don't help us beat him. And we've consistently been abandoned. Ron DeSantis should have never been governor. He won by like 16,000 votes. Like he barely won the governor six years ago. And look at how strong he is. He almost lost to Andrew Gillum, who was a flawed candidate, but he almost he almost lost. You know, it's not surprising to me that he's gotten to the national stage right now and totally fumbled because the guy is... I don't know. I, I don't have anything nice to say unless the this is going to go on on stuff. So I'm not going to say what I really want to say about what I think about that. <laughs> it's guy, fine. But I'll tell you, he's a real, I mean, he's, he's a fucking yeah. piece of shit. He is I a mean, huge piece of shit. He's a we call him La Bola de Grasa in, in Spanish, which is like a ball of grease and fat. Like, that's just what it, it's like. Lard. Like, that is what he is. Um <laughs> I mean, so, so, okay, so here you are, like, wh- where do you, because had you ru- sat on anything before, had you, ru- you just went straight Senate, right? State Senate. State Senate, State Senate. sorry. Senate. Like, I'm not that crazy to go against, Marco Rubio was on the ballot this, when I was, when I was uh, running, which people don't like Marco Rubio either, but somehow, I ran for Florida State Senate. And yes, I I had served on the LGBTQ board for Miami-Dade County and for the city of Miami, both the advisory boards. But no, I I worked on Capitol Hill right after I graduated undergrad. I studied at Hopkins in D.C. um, for a bit. I worked for a Republican member of Congress. Um, Her name was Ileana Ross Leighton, and she was one of the founders of the LGBTQ caucus. Um, She's actually a very pro-LGBTQ Republican, and hence probably a big part of the reason why she's no longer in Congress. I I don't want to speak to her her politics anymore, but I don't think she would have gotten along well with Trump. And and she did decide to not run when Trump became president because I, you know, you can look her up, but she was a very progressive member of Congress and she was my member of Congress at the time. I didn't agree with her on every single issue, But when I worked for her, it was at a time when there was decency and respect in politics and Republicans and Democrats were friends and they tried to find common ground. They they were able to talk. Um, It wasn't perfect, but it was definitely better than what it is now. Can we get back there? Do you think we can get back to that place? Not when we keep giving airtime to the type of people that we're giving airtime to and not when, you know, I, I, I'll use myself, for example. I am a very versatile candidate. I am Cuban-American. I'm a mom. I'm a business owner. I'm in healthcare. I'm a cancer survivor. All of these things. But nobody ever wanted to talk to me about the issues that were pressing to every single Floridian in my community. What people wanted to talk to me about was the fact that I was gay. And we keep feeding into these conversations that talk about the culture wars and the political divides that we have. And that's a problem that I think Democrats continue to have is that we're, you know, they're chiseling away at our freedoms that are democratic core values that should just be a given that we all are going to fight for. And we're being forced to have these conversations about LGBTQ rights, about women's reproductive freedom, things that we are on the right side of, instead of saying, hey, these are the democratic policies that have put more money back in your pockets, that have created more jobs, that have been able to support your family, that have been able to put a roof over your head. Things like that, those are what the Americans and, and, and every American want to talk about. When we talk about the LGBTQ rights and, and even women's rights, we're not talking about every single person. Right. We're not talking about what keeps people up at night. Like I'm a mom and I can tell you, yes, Running and women's reproductive rights are something I care about because I've got two girls that are growing up in a Florida that affords them less rights than the Florida that I grew up in. But that's not what's keeping me up at night. What's keeping me up at night is how am I going to secure a financial future for my kids? What am I going to do to provide a decent education for my kids? These are democratic values that we should be 
winning on and we're not. We're not talking about them. We're talking, we're, we're feeding into this like, this little like trap that Republicans have set for us. And they're pushing us further and further away from the average American that should be voting for us. Right. Fuck. So when are you going to run again? <laughs> uh, not in Florida anytime soon. I want to yeah, help. But you're you not know, going anywhere. You, you're no. like my, you're MIAO. Hmm. Right? I'm trying to, I'm trying, yeah, but I, I've got to change. I've got to work on changing Miami. And I think after, I can't complain. I am, I am a candidate that was prioritized this last election. So I cannot say that I, that, that I lost my race because of lack of resources that were given to me because I was made a priority. But national Democrats abandoned Florida in 2020. Yeah. And they've, they've consistently abandoned Florida. And it's going to continue to get worse here if they don't switch things around. We can't knock Florida and say that Florida is a Republican state because it's not. It really, it's, it's, it's a very purple state. And when you, I know that money has a lot to do with, with candidates and with, with just everything. Joe Biden proved that he can win the presidency without Florida in 2020. But a big part of that was because Democrats still were spending money in Florida and we forced Republicans to spend around 120 or almost 200 million dollars in the state of Florida. If we don't, if Democrats send the message and say like, okay, Republicans, you can have Florida. We're not going to fight there anymore. We're not going to make it a battleground anymore. That 200 something million dollars that was invested in Florida by Republicans is going to go to Arizona. Yeah, it's for go sure. to Michigan. 100%. It's going to go to one of those other states where Democrats have made inroads. So at the slightest bit, we need to keep Florida a battleground and let the rest of us here who want to fight, who want to build an infrastructure. We have a new party chair. Uh, her name is Nikki Freed. She ran for governor. I believe that as a party and, and as someone who's at, I consider myself at the bottom of the totem pole. We need to do what we can to give her strength and to show the support because I can tell you that I will not run for office again unless. Democrats do the work that is needed to build an infrastructure in the state of Florida like we had when Obama won Florida in 2018. It can happen. It just needs investment. And again, Ron DeSantis won by 16,000 votes. Like he barely was governor. We can we can get back there. Yeah. Uh, that was just what, six years ago. Yeah. I mean, a lot has changed, obviously, in six years. A lot has happened, I think. Yeah, but he's done. He's going to... He's going to... think so? He's pulled... Yeah, absolutely. He's... First of all, Trump is going to kill him, and I love it. I am, I am enjoying Trump, just Trump him, which I love. So he's going to come back to Florida. He's going to be a lame governor for the last two years of his term. And then... And then that's it. We don't have any other guy like Ron DeSantis on the Republican side that's coming up. Now, the problem is, is we got to find a Democrat. Yeah, no, I know. Don't you think, though, like generally it's interesting. I mean, you know, I, I I've, I've read a little here. I've seen a little there about kind of how I think millennial and Gen Z Democrats are feeling about Joe Biden going into 2024. Next year, we've talked about that. We talked about this two weeks ago. We will continue to talk about it um, for the next year. 2024 is like a no joke election. It's a it's going to be we all got to go hard in the motherfucking paint. Like, yeah. And I period. really hope millennials don't fuck this up because we have a tendency of doing that, especially in Florida. For sure. A hundred. Like my generation has let me down a little. Yeah, you know, same. You know, <laughs> you're a millennial same. too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're I'm not, older we're than not. you, but no, like, you're not, not that. Lot. Yeah, you're not that much older than me. I'm turning I'm 38 in a week. Hey, I'm I'm gonna turn 37 in January. So. Oh yeah, it's your yeah. I forgot. It's your oh, yeah. wife that's all young. Yeah, I mean, she's just your a hot year young younger wife. than me. She's my hot young wife. Robin, she's a year younger than me. the Don't. cradle. She's literally sitting on in the other side of my desk right now, waving her hands of excitement. Because of what you're saying. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I she is my hot young wife. She is younger. your hot young wife. Let me tell yeah. you. 
Um, what do you think the vibe on Joe Biden is going to be for 2024? Do you think that, I mean, this is just purely a question and you can be like, Liz, I'm not going to answer this, but which is fine. But do you think he should run again? Do you think there's time? Do you think the Democrats should have put, should have been seating somebody for the last four years instead? Do you hate this question for me? I do. I really do. <laughs> listen, Joe Biden is our candidate and we need to get behind Joe Biden. All right, fine. Fair enough. I mean, listen, and I feel the same way. I would have answered the question the same way. I think there's no more time. This is the time. This is what happened. And I think it's also I think, unfortunately, the average American thinks that the president has way more power than they actually do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, really, yeah. I think that's an education problem. I think it's the president has become this figurehead in in such a way, almost archaically, as if it's like a king or a queen. You know yeah, what I mean? But that's because we keep dumbing down our public schools. No, um, I know. It's and it's, it's like a shame. People don't understand. Yeah, people like I remember when I was running, I had to like school people on what the heck a state senator is and what a state rep is. Like people don't know the how government works for you. And at the end of the day, government is here to work for you. Like you don't work for the government. The government works for you. And people don't really understand that. They don't understand that literally Have you ever gone I to the DMV. Because let me tell you, yeah, those people do no. not work for us. But they want to privatize it. At the least DMV? In Florida. So in Florida, they've been talking about privatizing the DMV. They want to make the DMV so, so bad uh, that they actually want to privatize it. Like they're, they're pushing it to make it so bad that people are seeing like, oh, my God, we can pay a little extra money and get everything done faster. Um, so I, I think th you it's can do been that something now, that but you just got to Yeah, you somebody. can. No, you can. But that's what they're saying. Like they want to make the DMV. Wow private which is whatever i'm 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 a capitalist so whatever i just think we need to make things work if, if we're going to pay our taxes for something things have to work correctly well don't try to drive here in los angeles it's fucking pothole yeah. after pothole friends yeah i'm like but, what are I, you guys even doing i pay so much my i pay so yeah. much money in taxes in california it makes yeah, you me guys do literally want to drink gasoline like yeah. it is truly something else and the fact that i can't i mean oh my god it's but just look beyond. we're the opposite we're the opposite here in florida we californians love florida because love coming here to florida i know because we don't pay a lot in taxes but look at all the problems that we have i think last month the 15th homeowners insurance company just came out and said that they're no longer going to be making new new uh new i know my mom i'm dealing with my parents for, like yeah we have a homeowner's insurance crisis Our, we're gonna i'm gonna be swimming you know by the end of by, by the time i'm 50 i'm gonna need scuba gear to get anywhere because it's awful this is gonna be it sprinkles here and it floods like crazy i know are you actually concerned about that for realsies because like miami is yes. going to be underwater <laughs> for real yes yes i am for realsies very, very concerned about that. <laughs> well, what happens? But, are you going to move? What are you going to do? Yeah, what if you're because I have the resources to move. But what is going to happen to the rest of Floridians who don't have the resources to move? For the same way that I am, you know, women's reproductive rights. Like, I have the resources to get my daughter the hell out of Florida if she needs something. But, like, the issue isn't me. The issue is the black and brown women who don't have access to 100%. anything and 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 the the women's mortality rates that are going to go skyrocketing and the people who are living in food deserts in Miami and Florida uh the people who who i mean the the poorest neighborhoods in Miami-Dade County have the least amount of tree coverage and parks which we know parks and tree coverage have everything to do with mitigation of of water and sea level rise like that's not what people are doing and i think it came out in an, in it like it it was recently uncovered that like francis suarez himself one time when they asked him about honest real mitigation efforts for sea level rise i think he said like he was only looking for short solutions short term solutions because he wasn't focused on the long term because people wouldn't get to see like the impact that it would make on them. And, you know, he's got to run for president or he's got to like pull up his political gains, you know, Jesus but th 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 Christ. this is what we're dealing with here. And 
And that's the problem, you know, caring about the environment and caring about sea level rise for these politicians. It's not it's not an immediate fix that's going to show, you know, it's going to help them walk around town and say, hey, look, this is what I accomplished. You know, people aren't going to care about that because the solution's not going to impact us for another 20 years. So that's why people don't really care. But or no, not that they don't really care, but that's why people don't take action. But I can tell you that on the Republicans and the Democratic side, when I talk to people at their doors, because I knocked on 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 over 250,000 doors, climate change is a real issue that people care about here. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they need to. I mean, we need to think about it everywhere. How do you what was knocking on your first door like? (laughs) Actually, I love knocking on doors Um, because I hate when motherfuckers it's it's worse than when people just blank call my phone. I'm like, yo. And now that I live in the suburbs, like people knock on my door and I'll be like, yo, no, 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 no. I'm from the city. I literally have a can of bear mace and like a shank right next and a, and I have a cane right next to my door because I'm like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I'd be happy if you gate. knocked on my door, but still. I have a gate, so nobody knocks on my door. And like, I just don't answer if I see it's a person walking. I'm like, nobody's home. Now that I experienced this, now I go out there and I'm like, What's hey, good? I appreciate you. No, no, I don't want to hear you. What you have to say. Hey, I appreciate you. Cool for doing this. Go on to the next house. I already got I, like I'm an educated voter. I got this. There's an algorithm that like we are like a, a, a thing that we kind of follow that that tells us, you know, what door has a high tendency of answering and like who we could convince That's and persuade. That's um, crazy. So wait, so tell me what it was like. The first door. Knock, knock, was, knock. I'm Janelle Perez. What's up? Oh, man. Do I, do I even remember my first door? I, it was like, just you, you just introduce yourself. You have a conversation. I think one of the things that I did, a lot of people were really surprised. And that person was really surprised that there was an actual candidate knocking on their door. They had never had a candidate knock on their door. And it was just like, hey, I'm Janelle. I'm, I'm running for state Senate. Can you tell me like, what is an issue that keeps you up at night? Like, what, why, why are you going to go out and vote? Are you going to go out and vote? It was just really that cool conversations. is going to die when you become president of the United States of America. I never like- want that. <laughs> like, no, I no, fuck no. Hell no. Never want that. Really? Ever. Not even close. No, I don't. I barely even I, I, I thought about member of Congress and I kind of barely even want that. Something about being one out of 435, like, really? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. You know, I it's, think that's when people ask me like, oh, would you want to be like so famous or would you? Wa-? No, no way. First of all, celebrities are monsters. I say this mm, every day. <laughs> Second of all, you? like, I wouldn't want everybody like staring at me, you know? Yeah, I don't want people staring at me. I don't want. It, I learned something about this that like no matter what you do, especially in politics, and I'm sure for celebrities, somebody's always going to criticize something. Oh, like girl. you're never going to make. Yeah. Like you're never going to make everyone happy. Of course not. Are you and, kidding me? Yeah. No. And I'm as much as as much as I have this mentality of like, I don't care what you think. kind of care. When's like, your birthday? You, January 6th. I'm a Capricorn and I am a Capricorn. Oh, I'm a cancer. Like, We're the yin and the yang. My father's a cancer and sensitive uh, guy, I bet. He's 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 my dad's an incredible hell of a man. But yeah, he's super sensitive. Yeah, the cancer guys, man. Boof. Those they're like I'm like a dungeness crab and men are typically like soft shell crabs. Like a blue crab, perhaps. A Maryland blue crab. Are all I, men so- soft? Yes, they are. Soft like kitten paws. <laughs> Speaking of men, speaking of men, when I think of Miami, and I think I told this to you and your wife, whilst you were having a French 75 and your wife was having an espresso martini, and I was like, y'all gonna feel like shit tomorrow, but do you? We threw up. We I threw know. up the next day. I, was, I have to be honest with you. When I got on that plane the next morning and I texted you, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> I do not feel good. I was unwell. I was on. We had to mom. We literally had to crazy. mom the next crazy, day. Crazy, crazy town, crazy town. I thought of you just so, <laughs> as you know, because I texted you. Um, when I think of Miami, I think of Birdman, Little Wayne, Trick Daddy. 
Who is your favorite Miami? Oh, Rick Ross. How could I forget Mr. Rose? Ooh, also Mr. Worldwide, Pitbull. Who's your favorite Miami rapper? <laughs> uh, I Stitches. Oh, you're bad. You're naughty for that. For the <laughs> listeners, I told Janelle and her wife about this insane story, which maybe I'll actually use as my intro for the show. Dude, no. Tell me for real. Who's your fit and whatever. Ben, I don't even just... know. I don't really listen to rap music. Ask um, your wife. Is she still oh, sitting trick, there? Trick Daddy. Yeah, Trick right? Daddy. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't he Miami? Yes, he's Miami. Or, oh or God, Uncle Luke. Know. No, Uncle Luke. Uncle Luke. Uncle Luke. Tell me an Uncle, Uncle Luke song right now. Hey, you it's can't. your birthday. It's your birthday. Oh, my God. Is it? Janelle, next time no, you run, I don't think she, you need I, to get no. your Miami rapping down, Pat. I thought you were going to ask me who was my favorite Miami artist, and I was going to say Gloria Stefan, duh. Who has a lesbian daughter? Yes, she does. Who's a drummer? Yes, she is. And they That's have, all I know about her. Yeah, same. <laughs> I love, you know, what's so funny, speaking of Gloria Stefan, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I was, I was bartending in this kind of like whatever hot restaurant on, uh, on Sunset Boulevard. And I walked, I was like, it was super late. I was like leaving my shift. There was nobody around. And Gloria Stefan and her husband were like walking towards me. And I was like, dude, Stuff like that's such a that's a real talk about celebrities. That's a real celebrity. Gloria Stefan. When I was little, my uh, the school that my parents put me in, like the first school that I went to, Gloria Stefan's son went to that school, and he was like in eighth grade when I was in pre K, Um, and it was really cool because like I ran into her, and at that time she had a green Mercedes, and I don't know how my parents could afford to put me in that school because like we were. Um, and like, I don't know how we went there, but I remember being little and telling my mom when I saw Gloria's car, it was a green convertible Mercedes, like something like two seater. And I remember telling my mom, mom, when I grow up, I'm going to buy you that car. I mean, thank God my parents did it for themselves because (laughs) I I definitely can't buy them that car, but they probably bought themselves 10 of those by now. But, um, but, but yeah, it was seeing Gloria at my school was wild because I, it gave me like this false sense of hope. Like, damn, can I go to the same school that Gloria Stefan's kids go? But I don't know how my parents afforded that now that I, I should have asked them. Cause your parents were hustling hard and yeah, now yeah. they really made it work as you, you know what I mean? Yeah. My dad was like a stock boy at a grocery store and like used to put up things in like little Havana. Now he just had a house on the water. In Miami. Amazing, which I'm coming to. Because they really, I think well, no, for they me, sold it. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Then we, can go to, we can go to the beach. We have a beach Great. Apartment. Okay, fine, 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 fine. You have a beach apartment. Woo, yeah. perfect. For somebody like me who's only been to Miami one, I only came to Miami literally one time for an afternoon for a, a shoot. What? Why? Oh, my God. I was doing a... <sighs> no, I'm I saying was, why only one time? Oh, because I don't know. I've just never found myself in the position to go. And every time I go to Florida, I'm miserable in Vero Beach at my parents' house. I would be too. Literally being like, what the fuck am I doing here? And like so bored and just talking to old white people and just yeah. like miserable. Literally would, miserable in very I would hate to be in any other part of Florida besides like Miami and maybe Orlando. I've I've heard Orlando has gotten cool, you know, we have Maxwell Frost there and Anna Scamani. Like we've got we've got I I I'm guessing that there's some pretty cool pockets in Orlando if we've got those cool people there. I don't know. I feel like if and when I have a kid, I'm going to eventually have to go to like Disney World. So I'm just really You've holding. got Disney Land. Never been. Oh, shit. Yeah, you should. I mean, go. I heard the one in California. I've never been to the one in California. No, the I'm one not in going. My friend Leah just the one asked in Florida me to slaps. Go. It's good. Yeah, I'm sure. It's oh, my good. God. I did a whole Disney lovers episode on this show. You should listen to it where I talked to all these Disney adults that spend thousands of dollars going to Disney Those World. people are so weird. The weirdest. But you need their vote. So yeah. who cares? Um, you know who can never go to Disney? Ron DeSantis's kids. Yeah, that's he deserves it. And you know what? I'm sorry, but so do his kids. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> so for somebody like me who's never like been to Miami, really, what are your top recommendations as a native? For what? Like, like if you're like, okay, I'm going to Miami, what are the things I have to do? Don't go to South Beach. That is Why? like, because it's like the ultimate tourist trap and it's not like the beach isn't even all that great there. Okay. Um, I would stay at like the Fountain Blue where you've got a great spa. You've got a pool if you want to like chill, but you've also got a pool if you want to party. Depends on your mood. You've got a great club at the hotel if you're down for that. Um, you're not too far from Wynwood, which is a kind of cool place, but I don't. I'm a I'm a 36 year old mom of two kids who like, doesn't know any rap music, which is just really thank God your wife does. I was listening to like metal and no, like I know you were rock. like this is my last resort. Yeah, oh that's like your vibe. I bet it's so it's so disappointing, but it's fine for you. <laughs> yeah, um, wait, hold on. Actually, you know what? You're not gonna get those are the answers I need. I need one. This is this is the question. Okay, what is your walkout song? Oh, man, um, I'm not going to lie, but like I've had this question so many times and like I don't I don't have I don't have one that like I can't think of anything like I don't know something right, Elton sounds John. like you need to Maybe like, an, like an Elton Elton, Elton John. John fucking love Elton John don't hate on Elton John I'm not I just did a campaign for oh. Elton John oh uh, okay okay but like I feel like I would pick yeah, what are you going out to Rocket Man? Like, like all my friends. Here. Yeah, all my friends and, and oh my God. I mean Diplo. I would I would try to find something cool. I like Diplo. Um I'm literally I don't know. I'm literally texting your wife after this and being like, we've gotta, we gotta, we gotta no. Diplo? It's funny. All Diplo the is Z- a fucking creep. I, I well, I don't know that. I don't talk to him. I listen to his it's music. Pretty, anytime, it's pretty anytime I can get you know? past, anytime I can get past the freaking Little Mermaid soundtrack in my car, I like I I don't I can't listen to music anymore. Honestly, I mean, the, look, the Killers, the Killers for me, and the Hot Fuss album maybe was like a life changing album because it okay. was like when I was a baby gay and I was coming to like I was coming out and finally you know being myself. Picking a killer song from the Hot Fuss album probably would be like very me. That was a okay. life changing album. That that is a great answer. That's the answer we're going with. Okay. I would probably do. You didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I, I would know. do Jeezy. I put on for my city, or I would do Tell Me When to Go. E40. Okay, you need to send me both of these songs so that I can hear them. Oh my God. But I will tell you, I did. How is our friendship to going to evolve? I don't. Or maybe actually we're going to have a really tight friendship because it's really all about learning. I, <laughs> absolutely. Listen, I, I after after we met that on the on the plane ride home, I, I was listening to Tupac. <gasps> oh, my God. Also because my wife, my wife know. also is we, a big that t- one of the many things we share in common is we're both Tupac fans. And I just posted an incredible Queen Latifah video where she talks about taking Tupac to a gay club and i, I was like that. dying i know tupac really went to a gay club tupac was the, the shit that's cool it, he is cool tupac tupac i think our world would be very different if tupac was still alive and in fact i'm pretty positive having met his family watched the most recent documentary talked to a lot of people that night i think tupac would have gone into politics I I probably can see that, and I I absolutely think the world would be a better place if Tupac was alive and like none of that shit went down. A hundred percent. He was he was even though I did not li- I don't listen to that type of music, I or that genre. I appreciate it, and I I think it's art. I think some of these, you know, like I right now I'm digging Kendrick Lamar. Mm. I I like. Uh, what's a childish Gambino? Oh my God! You're I, like, let me throw out like every no, palatable. No, I, I, I promise, I've I've I got those people on my phone. Okay, um, that's fine. They're not what I jump to, but you're I going listen. Blink 182 or bust. I no, I do have Blink 182 on my. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Um, Janelle, I love you, and <laughs> I, I wish you would become the president of the United States of America. I never want to be. Oh. That you know, sometimes we want things for the people we love, and they yeah. can't see it yet. So, 
I, I, like. I, I want you to come to Miami and help me find the bougie lesbians here that we can have a bougie lesbian party for. <laughs> Say no more. 2024 is going to be one hell of a year for politics in the United States. It's going to be buck wild. You are going to hear me talk about LPAC a lot. I am proud, honored, and in awe of the fact that I am on the board. And I want to use this platform to educate myself and to hopefully shed some light on perhaps topics and candidates that you all might not know about either. I want to interview more board members because they're amazing. And I want to interview more candidates to get to know them and give them also a platform to share both localized and national issues that are important to them. I'm not always perfect, but I do really try to challenge myself to live outside the binary, the divisive, the whole Florida's trash views. I mean, come on, parts of Florida are amazing and beautiful. Obviously, there are wonderful and bad people that live everywhere. Like, look at California. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just all rainbows, gay people, celebrities, and sunshine. Have you been to fucking Bakersfield? Hilarious. Here's the thing. I will never eat a sandwich that has any kind of mustard on it. I won't do it. I will literally go hungry. It's not even worth scraping off the mustard on the bread or on any bits that touch the good parts. I just won't eat it. However, I like to use mustard in salad dressings and in marinades. So I see that mustard is something that can exist both good and bad. Florida has. Uh, Florida has Palm Beach and it also has Tampa. You know what I'm saying? And I think the more we all start to challenge ourselves to not be so divisive, to see that mustard has a place in marinades, and I guess for some people who have weird taste on sandwiches, will be in a better place. I really, you know, Janelle and I talked about it and I asked the question, do we think politics can get back to a place of professionalism and realism and the truth and kindness and respect? And she wasn't so sure. I'm not so sure. I think an amazing thing about this country is that it is by party, right? Like we do. I mean, we all, we have more parties now, but it's not we, we don't have a fucking monarch. This is like. We do not live in a place where, you know, we can't vote. Voting matters so much. It matters on like the smallest level. Take a bachelorette in Miami that you don't want to go to. Your vote matters, girl. Say you don't want to go to Nobu because it's too expensive and it's stupid. Say you don't want to go to the club. Suggest going out and snorkeling on a boat and using your money instead. We vote on things all day long. And it's important for us to exercise our right to vote. It's important for us to vote on the local level. And it's important for us to have people like Janelle Perez, who's so representative of our country stay in florida and fight the fight anyway i really actually hope janelle runs again she's lovely she's kind and she's fucking cool so uh with that hope you had a nice and safe fourth of july god bless america mm -hmm.